Combat, exploration, and roleplay. These are known as the three pillars of play that make every game of Dungeons & Dragons exciting, tense, and rewarding. But we believe there's another pillar to the world's greatest role-playing game, and that fourth pillar is creation. Are you a dungeon master who has always wanted to create your own monsters, execute your own adventures, design your own challenges, spells, classes, and lineages? That is what we here at the fourth pillar of play, a Night Shift radio production, are doing. Learning game design by designing games. We are not professionals. We are enthusiastic amateurs, just like many of you. So join us as we review and discuss information by professional game designers and put theory into practice by creating new worlds, new monsters, and new opportunities for heroic players. I'm Josh. And I'm Talon. Join us at the fourth pillar of play, available wherever you download your podcasts or visit us at www.fourthpillarofplay.com. And we look forward to creating with you. Welcome back to a new episode of Tipples and Tolkien. We are your hosts. I'm Em. And I am Eyes. How have you been doing this weekend? Good. Very excited about this episode. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, probably, some would say, the best so far. Mm, mm. I would agree, mm. I think. Mm. That's very good. But before we dive into that, <laughs> we are drinking. <laughs> We're drinking this week's cocktail which is a most beloved star. Now, this is personally my favorite, so I hope you enjoy it. And uh, you can find the recipe over on our Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Instagram is at Tipples and Tolkien, and Twitter is at Tipples Tolkien. So find the recipe, pour yourself a drink, and uh, yeah, and we hope you enjoy it. Take the day off after you have it, <laughs> because yeah. It's it's kind of it's stronger than I thought it would be, but it's fun. Uh, some people in the UK might recognize this drink, and uh, yeah, you'll enjoy it. You yeah. already know it, but uh, all, all I'll say is you know it. You have a little add-on. This is the first drink we have that has this little add-on kind of shot to it. So yeah. if you want to do it mocktail style, you don't need the shot. You can instead pour yourself a shot of sparkling cider maybe. But I, I feel like Eyes may have just shot his uh, Prosecco. <laughs> the idea is you're supposed to sip it and it makes the cocktail sweeter. Um, really? Um, yeah. Some people I, pour I it straight in. I did shoot it. Yeah. Some people pour it straight oh. into the drink, which I think kind of ruins the drink, personally. Um, but yeah, I was told once by a bartender that you the idea is you like have a sip of the shot and then you sip the cocktail and it kind of like sweetens out. Oh, it's not a chaser. It's a it's a apparently it's a, not. It's I a, mean a liter. <laughs> I don't know how accurate this is, but apparently not. But I also oh, well. like this cocktail. Going on a poll that we put on Instagram, there was kind of a bit of a mix between people liking fruity drinks, people liking sweet drinks. Drinks. This is kind of like it's a sweet fruity drink, but I kind of like you can adjust how Sneaks sweet, up on you. and you can adjust how fruity. So if you don't want it as sweet, you want it a bit fruitier, just put less of the syrup in, and the other way around. Yeah, I like it. There you you can kind of just experiment to make it taste good for you. Mm. I like it. And yeah, it definitely sneaks up on you. So 
enjoy. Uh, this episode of The Rings of Power is called Udun. If you've ever looked at a map of Middle-earth, you'll notice the text Udun, where the Black Gate is. And that's sort of like the mouth of Mordor, where, you know, the the Black Gate is. And it leads into more of the, uh, I believe it's called the uh, Plateau of uh, Golgoroth. Or Gorg, not Golgoroth, Gorgoroth. My bad. Anyway, <laughs> there we learned that there are actually multiple terms that Udun um, could refer to. But overall, it just take it to mean like darkness. Mm. essentially you know evil and uh we really just kind of had one storyline going on mm. this uh it. this episode as well kept it simple no mm. harfoots no dwarves no elves well two elves i guess but not <laughs> no linden like elf politics storyline or anything like that yeah it kind of merges two of the storylines together as well in a yeah way. yeah numenor so. and the southlands now <laughs> work together i mean long long story short uh yeah the numenorians right, just, just quick summary numenorians arrive to middle earth and aid the southlanders in their fight against adar and his orcs um but lots of lots of little things along the way and lots of uh new information we learned as well mm. what did uh <laughs> what did you like most about this episode oh um honestly just the, the whole episode i oh, it was just it was good it was kind of everything i was hoping for it to be i mean we said last episode we knew that the uh action-packed episodes were coming up because the last episode was more like a build-up um yeah it was great um i enjoyed it a lot um Again, of course, I have to say, seeing all of the practical effects orcs makes me very happy. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, yeah, they were great. I'd say probably the favorite part for me, well, sort of a tie. Uh, mm. We have a furthering of the mystery of Adar, who he mm. is and what he knows and how he actually might know Halbrand or Halbrand might know him. And then, of course, I never thought me and 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 most other people, you know, who are interested in Lord of the Rings, probably never thought that they would see the birth of Mount Doom on screen. Mm, but we did. But watching that, that was quite something. I remember mm -hmm. watching it with M, and when and when it started happening, or watching the water, I'm like, what the heck. <laughs> okay what 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 the heck oh no oh no <laughs> as soon as i saw the tunnel leading to the bottom of the mountain i'm like oh yep 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 it's happening it's happening <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah that was that was very wild um yeah. <laughs> it was great it was a I, great scene watching we didn't it. think it would happen so soon to be honest because mm. I mean, obviously, we pointed out in our episode earlier that, uh, you know, the mountain in the background is confirmed, you know, to be Orodruin, which is the elven name for Mount Doom. We didn't think it would erupt and become a thing this episode. I think we thought that would be more of like a season finale type deal, mm -hmm. you know? 
And what a way still... to end the episode too with that. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That just giant wall of smoke, ash, pyroclastic mm. flow coming right at Galadriel. Like, yeah. Oh, did she survive? Yeah. Well, obviously. <laughs> I'd be interested to see who survives and who doesn't. Obviously, for the Tolkien fans, we know of a handful of people uh, that will have survived. But out of the, you know, the new characters that are, well, new to the whole Lord of the Rings world, it would be interesting to see who of them survives. I'm hoping they survive. <laughs> I'm yeah, really hoping. Yeah, yeah I, I'm hoping that uh, they're still going to be around. I'd be real sad to see them go this early, but yeah. The plot armor is definitely being tested here. I mean, Bronwyn took an arrow to the chest oh. and uh well through the back to the chest um and uh you know she's still alive as far as we're aware but i mean an eruption of this scale i mean the only people if we're to take you know the future films into account uh the only people who we know are they have to be alive no matter what are galadriel uh, Isildur and Elendil mm-hmm. because I mean the latter two play a huge role in defeating Sauron on the slopes of Mount Doom during the last alliance but and Galadriel not obviously but like these other people I again because Amazon is changing the timeline of events somewhat you know people like Todd Miriel like I know how she dies and it's not because of Mount Doom. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so eh, I imagine she'll survive. Obviously, mm-hmm. Halbrand is like, you know, everyone is focused on Halbrand right now. And I would be really surprised, you know, if he kicked the bucket. Um, same goes for Arondir. Oh, yeah. People love Arondir. And uh, I, I would mean, be surprised I, I, I if they also. Great killed off Bronwyn after she's just survived this insane (laughs) like I would be be amazed if they were like yeah no (laughs) she's gone now so yeah just just a quick bit here from my end I was saying this to him when we were watching the episode (laughs) just (laughs) if you happen to find yourself you know arrowed by an orc (laughs) don't pull it out Go to the hospital, leave it in and go to the hospital. Okay. You you, you don't pull that out because the bleeding will get where he's talking about. Oh, the, it's still bleeding. Like, listen, <laughs> the show isn't about medical advice. All I'm saying is it, it bothered me, but whatever. It's I mean, I suppose they didn't really have science. much of an option. No, but it was nice to see that the seeds that, you know, both Arondir and Adar had, the symbol Muna seeds, mm-hmm. that were used for... I guess, potentially healing purposes. Yeah. Well, wasn't that the thing when Bronwyn, th- wasn't it like episode one when Bronwyn was introduced and she had the seeds or something? Uh-huh. Because she worked Yeah, I think she mentioned, yeah, 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 that they were used for healing stuff. So, yeah, a lot of, you know, the plants of Middle Earth got those healing properties. And we already know about um, Athalas, or also known as King's Foil. That's a weed. <laughs> and... uh <laughs> It's healing properties against, uh, well, Morgul blades, Morgul mm. arrows. I don't know. So we already know about that, but this was a nice little addition. Mm. 
I guess if we wanted to talk about some stuff like kind of chronologically through the episode, uh, mm-hmm. my first main gripe is that a seal door is super wasteful. As soon <laughs> as he, th- he gave the horse the bite of the apple, we see that he still has half an apple left in his hand when he goes onto the top deck and then he just throws it. <laughs> he just throws it in the ocean. Like, man, it's, why (laughs) was the actor trying to ad lib and that was the best take and they're like just leave it are they trying to show that Isildur is still kind of you know he sees himself kind of above it all and he deserves better but he hasn't really been humbled yet I liked seeing his and Gladriel's little interaction there that was nice Mm, yeah Um, but before that just jumping back a scene (laughs) <laughs> um <laughs> of course we right. see Adar the Orcs and uh I always forget his name, Waldrag? Oh. I think that's his name. Yeah. We see them go into the watchtower and Aranda's hiding. And I didn't actually notice this when we saw the shot of the engraving on the wall. I can't remember if Eyes mentioned it to me or if he didn't notice it as well. But it's the, what's engraved into the wall is actually Sauron's helmet. And I did not realize that. But I thought it was very cool and I, I liked seeing that. Again, like having the close-up then, because I knew what to look out for. It was very cool. And of course, <laughs> we got to see Aranda doing some cool elven stuff. That was fun. Very reminiscent of Legolas indeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. How, how did the, uh, the rest of the villagers get, get from the tower back down to their village? I, I, I mean... They walked. <laughs> Well, yeah, but like it was, I feel like it was implied in the last episode that there's no, like, this is their last stand. Like this is, this is where they fight. Well, they also eyed up, obviously we saw the whole plot of them using the tower to like come down on them happen and we saw them eyeing it up. So obviously they're not going to stick around if they're planning to try and like collapse the place. I mean, true. Yeah. It was just one of those off-camera things, which, you know, yeah. would have been nice to see, but we didn't get to, so whatever. <laughs> also, we don't know how long time, I guess, passed, because it's compressed, so it could have been, you know, a okay, couple well, of days. Okay, well, he said hours. Oh, okay. Remember well, the last episode? He's like, I mean, how long do we maybe have? Maybe it took and them a few hours to walk down there. <laughs> <laughs> They used real elvish rope to repel off the side of the... <laughs> and they just gave it a tug and, it, and the knot came undone. Whoop. <laughs> Deleted scene, calling it right now. <laughs> yeah, so then next there's the villagers and mm-hmm. their fight in their village. I, I, I mean, I'm no strategist. I thought this was kind of odd considering the rest of the orcs didn't know where they were. Obviously, they would look for them, but like, why would they just go back to their village and why wouldn't they just book it? Why wouldn't they just run away? I'm I'm not really sure. They just decided, oh, let's just go back to the place where they know we live. Mm. Anyway, well, they want to um, they want to fight for their village. They want to they want to save it. They want to stand their ground and be like, no, this is us. The pride of men got to see. Uh, yeah, obviously more action and oh, the one v one with Arandir and the uh, oh my god that Uruk. <laughs> oh man, he that was, was huge. 
Yeah, that was that was that was beefy boy. It was mm-hmm. a big boy. My mm-hmm. God. <laughs> All the orc blood and M was mm. just shit. <laughs> Like nope, oh. nope, nope, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> this okay, show, this, this show is bloodier than more, I thought it would be. Uh, yeah, exactly what I was about to say. Mm-hmm. It's a lot more gruesome than I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing personally. I don't find anything wrong with it. Um, I'm okay with it. We're of course, I will wince sure. and I will turn away and I will maybe feel a little bit nauseous at some times. <laughs> um, but in terms of, I mean, with what the show's about, um. I don't really care that there's a bit of blood here and there. Mm. I think, um, you know, also, you know, they want it to, you know, they, they want people to, you know, get what they paid for simply because it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's a paid streaming service and like, you know, HBO. So I'm, I'm thinking that it's like, Hey, how can we make this as much like game of Thrones as possible without having like <laughs> gratuitous nudity and sex scenes? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm still very happy. That's not made its way into the, uh, I pray it does not. We don't need. To, <laughs> we don't need it. We don't need it. But anyway, the uh, the one v one was pretty killer. You know, we, we learned it. Oh, it was a diversion, mainly spearheaded by men dressed as orcs, the men who had mm. defected, and uh, that the real orc force, the 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 larger one that was still remained after the tower incident, um, was. On their way, mm-hmm. yeah. That I was actually, I was actually pretty, pretty neat. How all of a sudden the arrows just like very, you know, stealthily start like hitting villagers. Mm. And that's when they realize, like, oh yikes. <laughs> yeah, that was mm. oh, that was like as soon as obviously they thought they'd won, and I was like, no, that was too easy. That was yeah. too easy. Something's up, and then obviously they found out they were the men, and oh, I. I didn't know what was gonna happen like I just I felt very on edge watching the rest of it and then of course we saw Bronwyn get hit with the arrow I will say I really liked that it wasn't made like a huge deal of like the shot of her getting hit like there was like no slow motion so we could focus in that it was Bronwyn that got hit it happened really quick and I even said I was like wait was that Bronwyn and Mm -hmm. I was like yeah I think so and I kind of liked that it didn't do that whole like lingering thing that a lot of like shows and movies do on big scenes like that um because it was a very fast-paced scene everything was happening quickly so i liked that they didn't hey, kind of pause to hey, do that don't do my boy boromir disrespect like that. Okay. <laughs> okay no that that is fine but <laughs> what i'm trying to say is this is a very the attack from the orcs kind of just happened very suddenly and then it got very quick paced in that kind of um, moment, I liked mm. that they didn't, you know, slow down and focus on it because it was such a quick pace scene and attack. So I liked that they didn't kind of just, you know, slow everything down just to focus on that one thing. I uh, say, uh, <clears throat> obviously, they're all in the tavern. They're cornered in a dars, you know, questioning them and whatnot. He and you know, we we see the sinister nature. They slowly, you know kill a couple of villagers before they manage to um you know get the info Oof. out yep. of well i guess it was theo who kind of spilled the beans there mm, that gave me the i'm whole, curious like, i'm curious to see how far arondir was gonna go to uh, until yeah. you know he broke like was he Bronwyn. gonna just let them it sta- i guess Bronwyn. so yeah <laughs> probably yeah because he was about to break right there um yeah 
But like, granted, if you just hid the blade out in like a knot of a tree somewhere nearby, <laughs> uh, yeah, what a random orc potentially could have, sorry, Uruk, could have potentially <laughs> found it. But bro, you hid it in the town. And, and, and he said he, he wanted to, to keep it hidden someplace no one will know, I think he said. Mm-hmm. When he when he thought of that idea, yeah, he was but no like, yeah, obviously at least Theo did, but I'm sure at least one other person <laughs> saw him go hide well, the hilt. In the I mean, <laughs> not a lot of people knew about the hilt, right? Okay, I mean, well, obviously Theo something. knew because he was definitely drawn to the hilt. Um, I mean, he even made kind of a comment on it later on, like he felt powerful um, when he had it. So obviously, he sees. Aronde going off to hide it. There's absolutely like no way he didn't like just follow him and sneak around and watch where he put it. I doubt anybody else was fixated on the hilt the way that Theo was enough to watch where Aronde was hiding it. But then Numenor comes to the rescue. Mm-hmm. And uh, even though Numenor is not known for having a, uh, an, imp- I'm sorry, an impressive cavalry, they ride in and just utterly destroy. The Uruks. That was that was very impressive to watch. It also, mm. it reminded it to a smaller degree reminded me of the writers of Rohan. You know how much of a force they were to be reckoned with because of uh, you know their cavalry. So that was mm. a fun scene. Uh, noticed, yeah, Tar Muriel made landfall. Technically, you know she didn't go to Middle Earth, but you know she's there to survey the battle and to see it through. And Isildur got to, mm-hmm. you know, get into the fight as well and fight alongside his dad. Yes, and we got mm-hmm. to see more elven action from Galadriel herself, which was very fun. The horse stunts were impressive. It reminded me a lot of like kind of some some old west, like old style cowboy movie action <laughs> mixed in with, you know, elven skill. And mm-hmm. that was enjoyable for sure. And Halbrand, uh he he saved Elendil. Yeah, and, and he uh, he stabbed Adar in the hand. He he, oh. he pierced his hand. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that this scene. Was, this oh. was important though, because then we learn like, oh, they have a history. Because mm. Halbrand's like, you remember me? Yeah, and he Adar's did. like, huh? <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fun fact: you may have heard uh, Galadriel say the words Norolim. Mm. to her horse see i only remembered this because i i i thought it was cool back when i was a wee lad (laughs) and i would i would say it sometimes um, (laughs) to myself or other things but uh norolim (laughs) means basically like faster faster and you can hear arwen say this to her horse when she is taking frodo to rivendell and trying to outrun the ring rates She'd be like, not Alim Asphaloth, not Alim. Anyway, um, so Adar is taken prisoner, held hostage mm. in the barn, and the orcs are held hostage under a, a tent. Galadriel gets very dark on uh, yes. Adar. Yes, Which and they're, is... yeah, they're really, really good stuff, you know, brought up by Adar in regards to like when he says, 
you know, if you're looking for the successor of Morgoth, like maybe you should look in a mirror. Mm-hmm. And that just like sets her aback. She's like, oh, geez. Mm-hmm. And of, of course, the line there says mirror. We already know that Galadriel's mirror is that little, uh, I guess, well, I don't want to call it a pool, but what would you, a basin? I don't know. Yeah. She pours the water into it in Fellowship of the Ring, and she tells Frodo, will you look into the mirror? Mm-hmm. Things that were, things that are, yeah, that thing. <laughs> so I, th- I, I thought that was a neat little uh, reference there. Um, maybe Galadriel mm-hmm. makes her mirror in the future so that she can keep herself grounded. Be like, I shall remain Galadriel. There's actually a theory here too about Galadriel's dagger. Mm-hmm. And that because it was Finrod's dagger, her brother, and he was, he, he obviously kept it after he was killed by Sauron and his his forces, um, that the dagger itself is cursed as a result. Um, so that's a theory. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. It's obviously not confirmed, but tis a theory indeed. But yeah, she mm-hmm. al- she almost kills him, and then you know, Halbrand stops. I was I was that was I wasn't expecting that kind of like you know role reversal so quickly. Where in the forest, Halbrand almost kills Adar. Galadriel stops him. And then mm-hmm. Galadriel almost kills it, to her, and then Halbrand <laughs> stops him or her, and I was like, "Wait, what? Oh, okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> Dang! Either Adar is really hated by everybody, or <laughs> something else is going on here." We learned a little bit more too about uh, Adar and his background, and I will say this about Adar as a character and what he brings to the table with the Oryx. It's like it's definitely painted the what we know as you know the evil forces in a very different picture from what we're used to yes i i I told this to em i don't want to say it it humanizes them because that's (laughs) almost a condescending term in this sense because they're not human (laughs) but it 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 makes them it gives them so much more depth yeah you know and that these these uruks are actually free and they're just they're trying to find a home now. They they know violence, so they resort to violence to find this home. Um, but Adar, he does care about them, and he he wants the best for for them. The reason I say this, what well, I was, it was confirmed. Like, okay, Adar's not you know a selfish dude. <laughs> is how he had when he told Waldreg, like, hey, I have a task for you. Clearly, he gives Waldreg the dagger, and then mm-hmm. he puts the the little hatchet and wrapped up as yeah. the decoy dagger or hilt, whatever you want to call it, blade. You, wouldn't you think that a selfish, evil guy would be the one to run away with it and to perform the deed himself mm-hmm. and claim the glory? Like, no, he, 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 he just wants a home for the orcs. Yeah. Out of the sun. Yeah. The Uruks, sorry. And <laughs> so, so he achieves it by any means necessary without taking all the glory for himself. Mm-hmm. So tons of depth added here. Uh, Adar is a fascinating character. I yeah. never even expected would grow on me as much as he has. So Yeah. And well, of course, we kind of, I guess, find out 
why he cares so much about the orcs. Um, because, well, we heard Galadriel as she was talking to him, saying that she has heard of elves tortures and tortured and twisted by Morgoth. Um, and from this, we learn that Adar is actually in Uruk. I'm not going to lie, I was internally getting very excited as I heard this being talked about on screen because just last week on our Instagram, we had an info dump on the evil creatures and this was actually mentioned, the rumour of elves being tortured and twisted by Morgoth into Uruks. And of course, which I didn't pick up on the first time we watched it, but when Galadriel goes to kill him, um, mm-hmm. and she actually cuts his neck, and I didn't notice it at all, but his blood's black the same way yeah. that the orc's blood is black. So it, even though he doesn't physically look like the other orcs, he is uruk enough that his blood is black the way that theirs is yeah. as well. I think he, I like to see him as like, Version 1.0 of the Uruk, (laughs) you know, like the first iteration that was created by Morgoth and Morgoth is like, eh, not evil enough. (laughs) (laughs) So he, he made some, some, you know, more evil looking creatures. Uh, That's, that's the way I'd like to see it personally, but yeah, the black, they went, uh, blood color mattered a lot in this episode when you think about it. You know, clearly they showed us that the orc blood was black by having mm. the uh, the big boy um, bleed all over a rondir. It yeah. was all black. And then, uh, and then well, then the men who were dead are is obviously yeah. very red blood. So, and, and we know that elves away. have red blood as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a very, very good catch there, Em. Very good catch. There are a couple terms I wanted to just mention that were spoken about during the conversation between, I think it was was Galadriel and, uh, sorry, Adar. There was uh, two terms. There's the unseen world, Mm -hmm. which is the first one. Um, Basically, in the Tolkien universe, there's the scene world and the unseen world the unseen world is almost like i want to say a parallel universe dimension if i wanted to try to put it delicately or or plainly what you could better compare it to is like the wraith world now the ring wraiths do not fully exist in the seen world or the unseen world they have different forms in both, but they are much more of a form in the unseen world. You know, they're white, spirity looking things from what you've seen maybe in the previous films. That is the is the unseen world, more or mm-hmm. less. We we've never really had a good look at it at all in any media so far. Yeah, that's that's essentially what it is. The second thing that's mentioned is the secret fire. The secret fire. Again, to sum it up, put it as plainly and simply as I can, is uh, that is it's the power of life. Yeah, just wanted to fill you in and <laughs> bring you up to speed in case you weren't sure what those terms were. There was a scene that I think perhaps caught our attention a little bit, or at least it did mine, um, mm. and it was a scene between Halbrand and Galadriel. 
it was, I think, right after they were interrogating mm. Adar. Mm-hmm. And it was, I, I'm still very unsure what kind of vibes I got from it. But initially, I was like, is there some kind of like a romantic thing here? The way that they looked at each other. But it might not necessarily be romantic. What are your thoughts on the scene? Oh, I have a lot of thoughts on this scene because it pertains to what I said last week about me believing that Halbrand is Sauron. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. There was a line he said, um, which he was talking about that feeling, feeling it again and how he wishes he could bind it to my very being. He felt powerful <laughs> conquering his enemies, as we know. The one ring enhances Sauron's power and enhances any being's power, but especially Sauron's power, like immensely. I mean, that ain't kind of is your thing right there. He wishes he could bind it to his very being. There's that just kind of leads into a few other things that were said in the episode. A, Halbrand remembers Adar. So, and Adar doesn't remember Halbrand, but Adar claims that he killed Sauron. Years ago. And there's a chance, if this theory were true, that Adar killed, or at, at least, and that, here's where it gets tricky. He, he, <laughs> he could, it would appear that he could kill Sauron, but he couldn't truly kill Sauron, if that makes any sense. Sort of like how, like, Gandalf wasn't truly killed human when he when the Balrog kind of defeated him. But that Sauron would just adopt a new form. If Halbrand is Sauron, he remembers Adar, like, oh yeah, you 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 kind of killed me back all those years ago. But he's in a different form now. Mm. Adar doesn't remember because Adar's never seen Halbrand before. That's just my theory on that. <laughs> Point is is that from the conversation you mentioned, M, I, I think if Halbrand is Sauron, then he's he's feeling the love of the fight again. And we're we're mm-hmm. we're clearly, you know, we, we know how skilled of a warrior he is just based on him brawling in the streets of Numenor alone. You know, he yeah. can he can hold his own. So I'm I'm not sure what to believe. A lot of other people think. That Halbrand is Sauron yes. as well. I'm not the only one here. No, it's but, a very uh, popular theory. Yeah. The other mm-hmm. thing that really made me think about that too was after their conversation, they go back to the village and they reveal Halbrand to, uh, to the Southlanders. Mm-hmm. And no one recognizes him. <laughs> yeah. Where, you know, there were theories that this was Bronwyn's husband. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, Theo's dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There that that's what the theories were. And um no one recognized him. Yeah. But they saw his his little emblem, you know, that he has on his, his pouch and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're immediately Bronwyn's like, Oh, are you the king that was promised or that we were promised? Maybe at least the symbol is a symbol of, you know, the Southlanders and, and they recognize that. I, I, I'm i not sure, but he's not known by anybody. And B, um, I was going to say this whole thing about the king we were promised, it's kind of the first we're hearing of it. 
This is an area again. This was this these Southlanders. A lot of them were Morgoth sympathizers, and we know from Waldreg already, that scumbag, that um, <laughs> you know that one day, like Sauron will return and whatnot. So maybe this legend about Sauron returning has been taken by non. Morgoth sympathizers and kind of change to like, oh, we're going to be promised a king who will, you know, lead us and save us and whatnot. Mm. Of course. Spoiler alert, it's going to be Sauron in, in that area eventually. <laughs> we don't know when or how, but which which just kind of leads me to believe like, hey, maybe Halbrand. Halbrand is Sauron mm. and he... uh he is the king that you were promised, just not the one you were exactly expecting to be. Yeah. I don't know. And That's just my thoughts on it. What were your thoughts on it, Em? I was just going to say, leading into the Elbrand is Sauron theory, back to the conversation that Galadriel and Halbrand were having, mm-hmm. they both mentioned feel, like a feeling they got riding side by side and fighting side by side. Um, it's been said, it's been discussed that perhaps they are in a way sensing each other like one another's power they are both Mm. both very powerful galadriel's extremely powerful and of course sauron is and it was less of a sense of like you know feeling feeling good fighting side by side but more of they were sensing each other's power yeah that's a good point actually Mm. Mm -hmm. even though he is the master of deception i mean Galadriel herself is powerful enough to pick up on some things too. Mm, so it is uh, very well could be. It's interesting, that's for sure. I'm still not yeah. a completely sold on Halbrand being Sauron. Yeah. Um. I. I am still like. I'm still just sat very comfortably in right in the middle. And like there are these all these things. I'm like, oh, that is very Sauron. <laughs> but <laughs> equally, I'm like, I don't know. What, because, again, it wouldn't be lore accurate if he was Sauron. But then, of course, not everything in the show is lore accurate. So there is the possibility it still could be. But then I'm also thinking, I don't know, would they would they have it be someone right now? Or is it going to be somebody that we've not seen and that going to be revealed maybe at the end of the season or something? Yeah, you're know. absolutely right. I mean, they're, 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 Sauron could be off chilling somewhere and it might not even just receive mm. a proper reveal until later on. And Halbrand is actually just some dude. Just <laughs> like, some dude that seems a little bit sketchy every now and then. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. He has some mysterious stuff. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I, 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 I agree. There's there's always that possibility. Mm. Um, yeah, we're, we I ain't going to know until we see Amazon are doing a great job of doing the whole uh, who done it, but not necessarily who done it. But you know what I mean. The whole, <laughs> the whole mystery behind everyone. Who is Sauron? Yeah. Everybody yeah. is suspicious, and everybody is kind of nobody trusts anybody in the show. <laughs> it could be anyone. So they're doing a good job of that, of throwing us off course. I think the 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 most unlikely suspect here would be uh, Arondir. I think mm-hmm. that would be insane if Arondir turned out to be Sauron. Yeah, 
And I'm also mm-hmm. definitely like, yeah, no, it's 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 not the Meteor Man. Like, I know he wasn't in this episode, but I'm gonna say it. Like, I <laughs> I'm very much of the opinion that is not Sauron. Hmm. Um, yeah, no, I I agree. I don't. I would not be expecting no, that to be him my, either. My suspicions have definitely drifted from him. And in regards to the final bit with the uh, creation of Mount Doom, first I have to ask why why is this sword key thing here i mean we were told (laughs) by adar that sauron i guess looked to heal middle earth and and form it in his own image something along those lines i think yeah forming the land in his own image which makes sense considering he has that symbol you know the sigil being mordor but does that mean he also went and created the the dam and this was this was all like a long laid plan a long time ago mm. i'm not really sure well, I got what to the, feel about that I, I definitely got the impression that yeah like the whole dam and stuff was created by the orcs like well in the last i think it was the last episode and they were like oh the tunnel is complete so when it showed that whole tunnel so to speak leading right through where the water went it was pretty Pretty clear to me, this whole thing was planned, and which also, it. yeah, it, it did. Did Sauron in some other form influence Adar in some mm-hmm. way? By Possibly. Obviously, obviously not being Sauron, or, or like Adar wouldn't know that it was him, but like just being like, "Hey, you guys need a place where you know there's not a whole lot of sun." Mm-hmm. You know, I bet if somebody set off this dormant volcano, uh, there would be a lot of cloud cover there, you know, mm-hmm. and then just faded to black and Adar's like, oh, yeah, that sounds like <laughs> yeah, that's something we could work on for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> all I'm all I'm trying to say is. I, I'm I'm not I'm not cynical about it. I'm just like. Just questioning why some of these <laughs> things were put in place, like why and how. Oh, these but. these are things that I'm sure at some point we'll get a little bit of backstory on and we'll find out. Maybe, yeah. Why, I hope, anyway. Yeah, truly, truly, truly epic sequence creation mm-hmm. of, of Mount Doom. And uh, for those wondering, I mean, it's, it's the science, you can look up videos of what happens when, when a lot of water comes into contact with uh, with lava. Um, inside of a volcano, I think there was a, a video I watched. Somebody had posted in regard, like relation to it. It wasn't even a lot of water. I don't think it was poured. It was in some kind of container. But um, yeah, it, it it got that like volcano, or at least an opening of that volcano, like sputtering and going crazy. So mm. with that amount of water, yeah, something like that can definitely happen. Mm. So that part, I mean, if we're talking science in a fantasy series, uh, <laughs> it's it's scientifically accurate. Someone else also mentioned that it was now understandable as to why the orcs wanted the trees removed because... Well, a it would it would generally impede the water flow if there were a lot of surrounding trees. I think it had something to do with the trees kind of absorbing too much of the the water and 
because of the way it uh the the trees kind of like are in the soil it, it, it had something to do with obstructing the flow right and that it, it would cause just more flooding as opposed to uh like flowing down mm. through um the valley so i'm no scientist when it comes to environmental <laughs> science so i maybe maybe one of you are and if you have a better more uh educated explanation for it we would love to hear it please <laughs> please actually no i'm being serious i'm not being sarcastic please yeah, let us yeah. know um <laughs> but i i just caught a, a glimpse of someone posting about that and i thought it was very mm. very neat and harkened back to that earlier episode with Arandir and his elven crew members so mm. well, everything's all messed up now we got it mordor is. There is a lot of interesting stuff on the way now. I wonder um, if Gilgalad was like looking out from Linden and using his elf vision to see it happen. It was just like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's not good. Mm. <laughs> Volcanoes are not associated with good things in Middle Earth generally. I mean, you even in Beleriand with Morgoth and Thangorodrim and the, that. that uh, Finally, Aronda and Bronwyn kissed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, thank goodness they're not total robots. Oh my God, I was yeah, I was getting so impatient. I'm like, just do it already. You, you, y'all already had like one near death experience. Like, come on now. I mean, I I get Aranda's hesitation because, as previously mentioned, I think in like episode one, the relationships between elves and men in the past have kind of never really gone very well so i can understand his hesitation on it you know i think he was just waiting until he was sizing up the other men who were in the village and stuff <laughs> and then he was like oh yeah i could take them all right i'm gonna kiss her like <laughs> no i'm just kidding oh he's just noble you know he's he's a noble dude mm-hmm. yeah i mean like and like the other honorable men in Tolkien's universe, I mean, Aragorn is with Arwen. Even when he and Arwen, you know, separated, well, not like broke up, but I mean, physically separated because he had to, he went on the quest for the ring. And Eowyn is throwing herself at him. <laughs> you know, he, he still does the honorable things. It's like, mm. nah. So... Yeah, I like that they're continuing a theme. Not, not because I think Arondir is probably, you know, maybe a little torn up. She's torn about her as well, in that, like, oh, is, is she still technically married? Even mm, though probably. Uh, he's not around and he left and whatnot. Mm. He's, he even was said he would take on the role of stepdad. <laughs> he did. Yeah. So it's very, very noble thing of Arondir. He's, Keeping that uh, that tradition alive amongst Tolkien heroes, so that's good. Mm. Well, overall, amazing episode. I loved every second of it. <laughs> <laughs> Before it is destroyed, as Mount Doom is erupting, um, we get a, a shot of the inside of the barn where Adar was being held, and we see just a pair of shackles and no Adar. So somebody set Adar free, mm-hmm. and 
We don't know who yet. Some people think it's Theo. Others, who knows? Mm-hmm. But interesting. Um, Halbrand. <gasps> no, it wouldn't be Halbrand. Maybe. Just so he could go out and properly kill Adar <laughs> himself. I don't know. But yeah, uh, Adar still be out there potentially. I would be mm-hmm. really, really poor if he were to die off camera. Yeah. And, you know, oh yeah, no, hundred percent. That would He's be. I uh, would be awful. Next week is uh, based on the episode preview. Um, it looks like we're going to be getting back into um, elves, dwarves, and harfoots mm. again. Not sure how much Southland stuff we're going to see mm. after Math of Mountain Doom. That's what the preview showed us, at least. So mm-hmm. we're looking forward to seeing it and uh, talking about it more with you again. And we've got a doozy of a drink prepared for you. <laughs> so this next drink is actually going to be a uh it this is a guest drink provided by my uncle who goes by Dr. Cocktail. And mm-hmm. let me tell you, he is quite the mixologist. So he has whipped up something very special for us, and he himself is going to present it on next week's episode. So get ready, follow the socials to know when it's gonna be appearing. And uh yeah. We will be sipping it with you next week. Thank you very much for tuning in again this week. And we look forward to seeing you next week. Keep an eye on our socials. Instagram, again, is at Tipples and Tolkien. And Twitter is at Tipples Tolkien. We post a lot of photo and info dumps weekly, as well as our cocktail recipes. We look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks. Bye. Bye.